Welcome to Pastor Matters, the podcast of the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We hope this conversation will both equip and encourage you to lead healthy churches that make disciples for the glory of God. I'm Brandon Ward. And I'm Ron Jorlock. We want to thank you for listening to another episode of Pastor Matters. Brother, it is great to be back with you this week. Today we are going to be discussing the question, notes or no notes? Mm. And we're just going to jump right into this. We're going to Michael yeah. Phelps it. We're going to jump headfirst into the deep end. So do you preach with notes? Because you've been preaching regularly over mm-hmm. the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you go into the pulpit, what are you taking with you besides God's Word? Yeah, it really varies. <laughs> so the degree uh, changes from from week to week. Uh, there are, have been times where I've come with just a Bible in my hand. Uh, and there are some Sundays where I come and I've got an outline that I've stuck into into my Bible. There are some days where I've come and I've had uh, a few sheets, you know, of of not full manuscript, but maybe half to three quarters manuscript. And then there have been Sundays where every single word that comes out of my mouth is written down. Um, so, yeah, it really varies from uh, from time to time uh, how much I'm actually bringing in. Regardless, though, you're. You're, you do a manuscript. Absolutely. Every time mm-hmm. you preach, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. In my preparation, I want to make sure that I know what I'm going to say. Uh, I can probably count on one hand how many times uh, I haven't had that time uh, to put out a, uh, to put down a full manuscript before I've gotten in the pulpit. But at least if I have my outline and I have a general sense of where I'm going. And by outline, I mean, I've got my points, I've got my sub points, I even have my sub points under that sub sub points. Uh, And I've got my illustrations and applications and all of those things written down. So I've got the full skeleton, if you will, of the uh, of the message with me. But but I'm not comfortable that way. Yeah. If you're putting a percentage on the no notes, Mm -hmm. what's your percentage? For preaching without notes uh, to actually go into the pulpit. Uh, without notes, I'd probably say it's somewhere to 40 to 50. Hmm. I, I think if there is a majority, the majority is, is with some sense of yeah, notes. Whether it's an outline or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you didn't say 0% because yeah. your Bible exposition students might be listening to this. So <laughs> so you, you teach Bible exposition here mm-hmm. at Southeastern. In fact, you're teaching a few sections of it. uh, this semester, you're about to teach it within the next 30 minutes or so. Uh Uh, And one of the requirements for this class is that students preach three sermons. Mm -hmm. One of those sermons has to be without notes. Why do you and the preaching faculty here say that? Why do y'all require that? Yeah. Well, part of it, jokingly, is because we're Baptists and we're contractually obligated to do the time play. Um, Really, honestly, uh, the, the goal is... We want you to get to a point where the the sermon is in you, hmm. and and maybe even more specifically, the scripture is in you. So you have spent so much time in these scriptures, and you've meditated on these scriptures for so long, and 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 it's um, you've you've thought it through, you've mulled over it, you've prayed over it, and 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 over and over, and you've thought about how this applies to your people 
over and over and over again for hours upon hours, days upon days, that you don't need a manuscript. Hmm. <laughs> you, you just simply don't need one because the scriptures and, and you know, by means of the Holy Spirit, I believe, the scriptures are in you. Uh, you you don't need to write it down because you've you've got it all you know kind of oozing out of your pores if you will. Um, there have been many many times where I have studied the scriptures and I've studied a passage for so long um, and have been with it and you know have prayed over it and and even in, in many cases cried over it. You know as I've just been thinking through the ramifications and and and, and all of this. That uh, I could, you know, I've, I've had times where I've gotten up and it's like, all right, you know, let's let's open our Bibles to such and such. And I mean, I've got the thing memorized <laughs> because I've just I've been in it for such a long time that uh, it's just it, it. As I said before, it's just oozing out of my pores. I have to preach this this message. Uh, so, yeah. So it's not really so much that we preach it without notes because it's some type of technique or anything like that, but rather it's it it pushes you to spend so much time in the scriptures and so much time meditating over what the scriptures say that the scriptures are in you. What would as you, you say to there. somebody that said, "But that's what we should be doing every time"? So oh, why yeah. are we ever preaching with, with notes? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, uh, why why don't we do it all the time? Um, well, for me, uh, some of it, quite honestly, is. Uh, I'm not all that confident that I'll remember everything that I need to say. Uh, so that's part of it. Another part of it is uh, you've got a time. You've got a time crunch. Uh, so unless you're in a church that just says, oh, just preach, just let the spirit lead, you know, go as long as you want. If they're not giving you an unlimited amount of time to preach, uh, say if you're in a church that has multiple services and we've got to end the service at this time or whatever, uh, you've got a uh, you've got an economy of words, if you will, uh, or let's say if there's something special going on, you know, somebody gets up and gives their testimony, and their testimony goes much longer than you thought it would. Well, now I've got to think of what I need to cut, and I've got to think of how I need to adjust, and and, and all of that. And that's for me is much better when I have a manuscript yeah. than when I don't. Another reason, to be honest, that I use a, a manuscript, especially when I'm using a full manuscript is when the subject matter is of is of a, a nature that I need to be careful with every single word that comes out of my mouth. Um, so, for instance, if I were doing a message on uh, divorce and remarriage, I want to make sure that I am saying exactly what I want to what, what I need yeah. to say, uh, that I'm not adding anything to it. I'm not subtracting anything from it uh, because the subject matters is of a serious nature that I have to be absolutely precise with what I'm saying, and so in those cases, I tend to I tend to uh, uh, be much more um, intentional in writing a, uh, or not just in writing a manuscript, but bringing my full manuscript with me uh, into the pulpit. Yeah, I would say most of the time when I preach, I have an outline, mm -hmm. but I always do the manuscript because it helps organize the thought. Mm -hmm. So I want to know when I need to say something, yeah. how I need to say something, mm -hmm. and I want it to go through. Mini edits. Yeah, uh, I don't want that to be something that's just fresh. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, and so, what's really important here is like as you're as you're determining, do I need to be preaching with notes? Do I need to be preaching without notes? It's important to to know that the heart of the pastor going into it is more important than the degree of notes you're using. Yeah. So the work you're doing in the exposition 
the, the, the sermon building process is so much more important than whether or not you're using notes. Would you agree mm-hmm. with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you want to make sure uh, that you are in the scriptures yeah, um, and that the scriptures are in you um, before, before you even step foot into that pulpit. Yeah. Um, you got to be careful because, you know, if you're not careful, you could be preaching with not only no notes, you could mm-hmm. be preaching with no scripture. Yeah, yeah, easily, easily. Uh, so you, you just want to make sure, first and foremost, uh, that you are walking with the Lord and that you have spent a, a sufficient time in the scriptures that, that, that you can say, thus says the Lord from, you know, uh, uh, for, for his people um, there in the pulpit. What would you say to someone who says preaching with notes hinders or quenches the spirit? <laughs> oh goodness, yeah. Uh, there's a whole world of of believers that 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 have that. The, the premise, the underlying premise of that is is pretty simple, and that's that uh, if I plan to do something, uh, then I'm getting in the way of the Holy Spirit because I'm the one planning, not not, and I'm not following the Spirit's plan in the process. So it's this kind of dualism that if I'm doing something the Spirit's not doing, it almost zero sum, you know, uh, if the Spirit is moving, I'm, you know, it's because I'm not doing anything. Uh, And if I'm doing something, I'm getting in the way of the Holy Spirit. Uh, The fact of the matter is that's just not biblical. Uh, You know, the Spirit moves through us. There's an assumption that the Spirit's not moving when you're in the sermon building process, yeah. the sermon preparation process. Yeah, if yeah. If you have that mentality, and you go through the scriptures and you see they're planning all the time. You know, they're they're prepping and preparing all the time. You know, Second Timothy two: study to show yourself approved to God, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing or rightly handling the word of truth. Uh, so, how do I function as a workman? And do nothing at the same time. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. It seems as if Paul uh, uh, implies here that Timothy should be doing the hard work of preparation, and that hard work of preparation is the working of the Holy Spirit. You right. know, the the Spirit is moving through your preparation, uh, so that what you say, uh, Lord willing, if it if it's consistent with the Scriptures, what you say is what He is saying through you to your people. Um, so, yeah, to say I'm not going to do any notes, I'm just going to rely on the Holy Spirit, uh, it can be kind of a spiritualizing of laziness. Uh, you need to do the work. Uh, get in the scriptures, and if anything, you want to be able to uh, to model for your people what this looks like, what it looks like to study the Bible, what it looks like to listen to what the Bible says, and what it looks like to live uh, the scriptures. And you can't do any of that uh, on on your own. You need the Holy Spirit to do that. Uh, but the Holy Spirit works through your work and your preparation and so on to accomplish those things. So you're abdicating your role as an example, if you will, uh, when you say, I'm just going to sit back and, and wing it and let the Holy Spirit, you know, clean up my mess. <laughs> right. What are some pitfalls mm-hmm. when it comes to preaching, particularly preaching without notes? Without notes? Uh, 
Well, for one, uh, there are a lot of crazy things that can come out of your mouth when you're being spontaneous. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is very true. Uh, I have heard more than enough things from preachers that I knew were, were as I said before, winging it. Um, and and they say things that, you know, you can just kind of look back and forth at everybody in the congregation and you can see how many mouths yeah. have dropped. You Everybody's know. speaking with their eyes. <laughs> exactly. And you just know uh, you might want to get the car started right now because uh, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a long road from here. Um, so, yeah, you, you there there's this, a tendency to be less careful. Whereas I think preaching without notes should push you to be even more careful and even more precise about your words because you don't have uh, the words in front of you. Right. Uh, so you, you've got to be even more intentional to make sure that you say only what you need to say and nothing more and nothing less. Um, but yeah, uh, spont- uh, that, that sense of spontaneity and, and so on uh, is – it can be very, very dangerous. It, it can be very, you know, very helpful. I mean, there have been plenty of times where uh, the Lord has brought to my mind, you know, a phrase or a sentence or you know, a way of saying things that I did not prepare right. for at all, right. and it popped. You know, it, it was right there in my head as I'm preaching, and there would be people that said, "I don't know why you said that, but that was exactly what I You're needed like, to hear." Did I say that? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I remember and, when I took Doctor Shaddix uh-huh. uh, for Expo Two. You know, we did. I obviously had to go through the rite of passage of preaching without notes, and mm-hmm. I had never done it before. Um, but I remember there was a lot of things that I had no, no plan mm-hmm. going on to say. And I remember him afterwards, uh, after like uh, pretty much all of us said it. He said, "Whenever you're preaching without notes, you're always going to forget some things that you planned on saying mm-hmm. in your manuscript, but you're always going to say some things that you weren't planning." on putting in your manuscript. That's exactly right. Yep, that is exactly right. And I believe that that could be a good or bad thing. <laughs> right. Um, so it could be the Lord that is in his providence causing you to forget things. That but not he, every unplanned statement is from exactly, the Lord. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Not everything is from the Lord, and that's what I want to warn against. Uh, uh, you know, there are some things that 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 are absolutely of the Spirit. Uh, you know, it's just him, you know, looking out for you. Praise God. Uh, but then there are some things that you're going to look back and go, I should not have said that. Oh, my goodness. You know, <laughs> I really could have used the Spirit's intervention on that one. So, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, another pitfall when it comes to uh, preaching without notes is not organizing things mm-hmm. in a particular way. So you could be on to something mm-hmm. and communicating it, and you're thinking in your head, oh, this makes total sense. Yeah. Because you're thinking it, but your people could be completely and utterly lost mm-hmm. because maybe you didn't say it the right way or order it the right way. Maybe you didn't, you know, there's something to putting it down on paper. Absolutely. Whether you take that to the pulpit or not mm-hmm. is irrelevant, mm-hmm. but just thinking out you know, going back to, to kindergarten or first grade when you had the different bubbles and charts where you had to lay out everything, thinking through what am I saying? What do I want my people to hear? And does this sound right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are things that uh, one of the one of the benefits of uh, writing it out is that you're able to to think as you write. And so 
you you write down a phrase, for instance, and as you're writing down the phrase, your mind should be going, that doesn't work. You know, that doesn't yeah. sound right. You know, that sentence just looks awkward, you know, as I'm writing it out. That's the benefit of writing it out. Yeah. You know, writing it out causes your mind to slow down enough to ask, is that the way I should do it? Right. Is that the way I should say it? Maybe I could say this a little bit differently. I've even written stuff down that mm-hmm. sounded really good mm-hmm. in the moment. And then maybe a day or two later, I go back and was thinking and, and looked right at it and thought, and that, what was I thinking? Yeah. It doesn't even make sense to me. Exactly. Exactly. And so it it pushes you to be more precise. It pushes you to be more concise. Right. Um, uh, I usually go uh, uh, several pages with a manuscript. Um, I, I, I try not to not to go beyond and uh, and so on. And so if I start if I notice that I'm hitting this limit, and I'm going a bit long in my in my manuscript. Uh, well, that forces me to cut. Yeah. You know, uh, the, you know, I, I'm 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 talking too much. I need to I need to cut some of this stuff out of here. Uh, and so that's helpful. But especially when it comes to the structure of your of your message, um, you you can find yourself being a bit clumsy in your in your delivery uh, and and so forth. And writing it down forces you to look at the progression of thought. You know, uh, does this make sense? You know, uh, that I, I move from this point, point number one, to point number two. Maybe I should start with point number two and, and, yeah. and all of that. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, you, you see that a lot more clearly when you're able to write it out. Yeah. And one last pitfall that I'd mention is just the pride. Mm. You don't want to fall into, into pride just because you're going into the pulpit each week preaching without notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, preaching without notes does not make you more spiritual Sure. Than someone who's who's bringing a manuscript, and so you definitely want to protect yourself uh, from that. Sure. So we've we've did some pitfalls without notes. Now let's do some pitfalls with notes. Are mm-hmm. there any pitfalls mm-hmm. to preaching with notes? Yeah, uh, you could write um, for readers instead of writing for hearers. Hmm. What do you mean by that? Um, well, you could write uh, in such a way that that uh, you're thinking about this as a um, as a book, for instance. And I don't know if uh, I, there may be some folks who love listening to audio books and things like that. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of audio books. And the reason is audio books don't sound well. Okay. Yeah, they're not they're not. Written for the ears. They're, they're not for written the for the ears. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're written for the eyes. And so uh, if you're writing for the ear, you think, okay, what does this sound like? You know, what would this sound like as I'm as I'm preaching this? Uh, what do people hear when I'm saying this? Um, there are sentences that may be a bit more um, uh, a, 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 a bit more um, complicated in their structure that work fine for the eyes. Uh, because you can go back, you know, a couple lines to see what the subject of the sentence was, and 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 keep tracking and and everything. You can't do that with your ears, right? Uh, and so you could write in such a way that uh, that you forget that this is supposed to be heard, not supposed to be seen on a page or or on a manuscript. Uh, so that's one thing. The other thing is you can get a bit too uh, 
uh, too cute. <laughs> kind of going back with the idea of writing um, uh, for the eyes. Uh, and so as you're thinking, you're throwing in all kinds of uh, uh, um, uh, fancy words and you're throwing all these different things. And, and you look at your manuscript and you go, this manuscript is great. You know, it's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, but, but it doesn't really communicate well uh, in, in a preaching setting. Uh, it, it works better as a chapter in a book, but not so much as a, as a sermon. And so you want to be careful with your manuscript that you're not trying to be too cute, mm. it, uh, which is also a form of pride. Um, you know, you want to you right. uh, fight against um, being this, um, if you will, this kind of rhetorical you know, masterpiece <laughs> with your sermon. Uh, that's not what it's here for. Um, you're here to proclaim the, the, the riches of Scripture. You're here to uh, proclaim uh, the, uh, the Word of God. And so uh, in your manuscript, you want to make sure that you're writing in such a way that it's heard, um, that people are, are uh, that it, you're writing for the purpose of people hearing the message. Uh, and also you want to make sure that you're, um, uh, that you're not writing your magnum opus or anything like that. You're, you're, you're proclaiming the word of God. Yeah. Uh, the, the magnum opus has already been written. It's called Scripture. Amen. And your job is to proclaim what God said. Make much of Christ. Yes. Yeah. One of the things that uh, I learned in Bible exposition, one of the reasons why we have a Bible exposition course mm-hmm. at Southeastern is because we want to make sure that Christ is made known. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that that's the thing. Yes. That we're coming in every single week to hear God's word proclaimed mm-hmm. and much made known of Christ. And one of the pitfalls that I think uh, preaching with notes that could be there, uh, creeping if we're not careful, is that we can distract our members by our constant, you know, up and down reading. That could mm-hmm. distract people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we definitely don't want to do that. Sure. And so there is a way to preach without to preach with notes mm-hmm. and not look like you know, he's just reading all of this. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, one more additional thing, too, uh, at least this is something that I have to guard against with myself when, whenever I'm writing out a full manuscript, is I have a tendency to to flood my manuscript with uh, quotes and sources mm. and, and, and all of this, almost like I'm writing a, a term paper. Um, it's not a term paper. Yeah. It's a sermon. So I have to tell myself constantly – uh, is this necessary? I have to ask constantly. Is this necessary for the sermon? It may be a great soundbite. It may be a great little tidbit that I got from this commentary, and and it may be helpful. But I again, uh, I don't want to distract from the scriptures, even when I'm using commentaries about the scriptures. Yeah. I want to make sure that uh, that that people remember that we are focusing on the Word of God, right. and and we're not. Uh, talking about the scriptures, if you will, but that we're actually proclaiming the scriptures. This goes back to having good filters. Yes. Do, the, do, do my people need to know this? Mm-hmm. Is this going to help mm-hmm. uh, with the main idea? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what would you say to the guy who's listening that says, I'm only preaching with notes? Mm-hmm. And what would you say to the guy who says, I'm only preaching without notes? Yeah. Would you encourage them to maybe try doing the opposite and why. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, you know, we've got our our groove, right? You know, we, we've got our groove. Um, if you may be a person that says, I'm just more comfortable going without notes. Okay. You know, that's fine. But 
I would encourage you, if you're a person who goes without notes, I would encourage you to write down your thoughts uh, before you get into the pulpit. So at least you have some sense of what you're going to say. You've thought through uh, your wording. You've thought through uh, the progression. uh, you've, You've got your outline, you know, your illustrations and so on. You know what you're going to say before you you step into the pulpit. Uh, Don't wing it. I know we've said that before. I'll say it one more time. Don't wing it. Okay. So uh, I would even encourage you to take a couple of Sundays where you bring more notes in with you um, and at least learn uh, and uh, the benefits of being more precise in your thinking and in your wording uh, and and so forth as you're communicating. So that's what I would say to the person without uh, who loves to go without notes. For the person who loves to go with notes, I'd say, uh, don't be so dependent on your notes. Be dependent on the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if, if there are, you know, you may have some Sundays where you say, you know what, I'm going to go without notes, uh, one, to test myself uh, that I'm not uh, just leaning on what I write down, but but the as I said before, the word is in me. Um, I've spent so much time in this passage that uh, that it's it's become a part of me uh, as I as I come and proclaim the scriptures. Um, if you aren't at that point just yet, uh, then perhaps you need to spend a little bit more time uh, meditating on the scriptures uh, so that you are at that point. Um, and when you get up to speak and, and say, thus says the Lord, it's, it's kind of like what, what the Lord did with Ezekiel when he said, grab the scroll and eat it. Uh, you know, the, you should you should have that kind of phenomenon. Don't literally eat the scriptures, but <laughs> <Please don't>. but <laughs> but you should uh, it should be so much a part of you that you don't need notes uh, when you get up and speak because you've walked with the Lord uh, in this text for for a significant period of time. So if you are one who who has to go with notes, uh, why don't you consider going without notes uh, and and just see, you know, as, as kind of a test for yourself, am I walking with the Lord in this text? Uh, you know, have I walked significantly uh, uh, with him so that this is now a part of me? Um, or am I depending too much on uh, the the manuscript? And so, yeah, I would just encourage you try it and uh, and and get to get a feel of the benefits of either way. Um, and I think that that will only improve your preaching. Mm, thanks, brother. That's helpful. One last thing, I, I want to mention mm-hmm. an article for those who are interested uh, on our website. It was written about a year ago mm-hmm. by Jim Shaddix on preaching without notes. So Dr. Shaddix does uh, a great job uh, communicating why pastors should at least try without notes Mm -hmm. uh, at some point. Uh, But he also does a good job arguing whether you preach with or without notes at some point, uh, that it really is a matter of your heart and the work that you're doing uh, behind the scenes. You know, are you preaching the scriptures, uh, whether you're doing it with or without notes? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're interested, you can go to our website, pastorscenter.org, and look for Preaching Without Notes uh, by Jim Shaddix. Hopefully it can be another resource for you uh, on this topic. Mm-hmm. Well, that will do it. Uh, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of Pastor Matters. If you found this episode helpful, consider leaving us a review. We'd love to hear any feedback you'd be willing to give us. As always, it is our mission at the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership to equip and encourage pastors, and I hope we've done that today with our conversation.
Yes, and finally, my brothers, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. 